manufacturing, technology, hot topics, and a little bit of tomfoolery. This is the MTD Podcast. So welcome to MTD CNC's podcast. Uh, today we are here at Star GB in Derby. We're at their open house. Um, Gio, what episode is this? I've, I've, I've lost track. track. I, re- I reckon it's um, series two, episode four. But uh, I'm, I'm ma- don't quote me on that. It will be on the title tag anyway. <laughs> um, now we're here at the Star GB open house. This is going to be quite a fast-paced podcast. Uh, we've invited a few people uh, on to speak with us. The first of which is with us here, Nigel Finn from uh, Finn Precision in uh, in Ireland. Nigel, welcome to MT. Thank you very much. Thank you. Glad to be here. So you are are here at the Star GB Open House, travelled over the the water to get here. Um, Been here, what, just today or yesterday as well? No, we flew in last night and uh, we stayed just down the road, so uh, we're just here for the morning now. So we've never been here before, so uh, we have a few star machines uh, back at home. Guinness um, is good in uh, hotels over here, is it? Is back uh, I don't think so, no, I don't think so, no, we'll have to, have to sort that out already. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, no, it's been it's been very good to see the, the latest technology and what's on show, because uh, we haven't, as I said, we haven't been here before, a few of the lads have been over to do some training and that, you know, but uh, it's nice to just see what's on offer and what's going on. So the story here at Finn Precision, Nigel, this is um, one of the reasons we wanted to get you onto the podcast, because you're, you're a new user to Star's sliding head lathe technology, previously fixed head machines in your company, yeah. um, but a change of tactic, what was that? Yeah, I suppose uh, it's like everything else, we had all fixed head machines and you can get a wee bit kind of tunnel vision at times, you're just carrying on and you think you're doing things right and correctly and you kind of, you see different technology and how it's working, you know, so uh, we had a lot of stuff half finished you know and a lot of second operations been done and people send the machines loading loading parts in one at a time so obviously price pressure and everything else you know so uh, were, were, just, you, were you facing that because often it's, oh, it's abs- the customer is, is, is oh, looking abs- for abs- cost abs- down abs- absolutely like there's, there's nobody nobody's going to be silly enough to tell you they're not facing any price pressure you know so we're all facing that and even just for efficiencies on your own side you know and uh, ease of management you know instead of having parts coming off half finished and sitting around in boxes and trying to trace them with quality and everything else. So we uh, we looked around to see what we could do and Steve came over and seen us from Star and basically it was it was effectively a no-brainer like you know like when they kind of took over the whole role and, and took some of our parts with them, set them up on machines and showed us how, how, how quickly they could be done you know that's that, that was the selling point you know. I mean it's a, it's a big big investment so there was a lot of trust from your end uh, Nigel to oh, absolutely yeah like you know uh, you can buy a, a sliding head machine of any company around the world but uh, I suppose it's the it's the feel you get from here that you're not going to be just left sitting you know you buy a machine and that's it you're on your own so we had a whole package uh, that effectively we bought the machine some of our programming was already done for us on the machine over here a few of our operators came over our programmers came over here and were trained for a week and then when they came back... Did they back, find uh, it hard? Did they pick it up quickly? Yeah, we, we were very worried about that, you know, that uh, they were only ever worked on fixed head machines and some milling as well, but uh, they'd never worked sliding heads, never even seen sliding heads before, you know. So, uh, but no, the, the guys here at Star were talking really slowly at the start and, you know, it's they've, they've taken to it well, you know. So, same for you, though. You, so you hadn't been here before, so no. I'm ta- am I taking it that you hadn't seen one of their machines before you purchased it? No. Or, Really? No, I've seen the catalogues, I've seen everyone else, and uh, Steve came over and took one of our guys down to a company uh, about two hours drive away from us, and he went and seen it, 
and I kind of he came back and he goes, yeah, look what this looks like between <laughs> Russ. So we, we kind of we just took the plunge and, and went for it, you know. Yes, I've spoken to you earlier, and, and predominantly your work is turning, but now this has opened up new marketplaces with the milling capability. Is that is that correct, Norm? No, absolutely. Yeah, like, uh, so we only initially took on with work that we were doing on our fixed heads and put it on to sliding heads, and we could do it obviously faster, you know, and more efficiently. But when customers got to know then that you had the capabilities of the sliding heads, so we're actually getting specific work-in for sliding heads that we couldn't have taken on but if we only had the fixed head machine. So not only have we improved the existing work we're doing, we've gotten new work on the back of it, you know. You know, you, you, you've bought two. So from the time you bought your first to your second, what was what was the, the time difference? Just, just 12 months. 12 so, months. 12, so, so, so uh, wow. <laughs> so you took the leap of faith, yeah. and with 12 months, you bought yeah. a second. Yeah, well, it was Steve said to us when we, were, when we were buying the machine, he said, I'll, I'll put a bet on you. He says that uh, within 12 months, you'll have a second one. <laughs> and we kind of, 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 all right, yeah. So uh, obviously depending on work and everything else, you know. But uh, we'd have absolutely no no hesitation or reservations about buying them because just to back up on the and and uh, I suppose it's kind of the family feel you get from Star. It's not it's not an anonymous company where you don't know who anybody is. You know what I mean? Like you have anybody from on the phone here that needs to get the job done. It's just basically. The job gets done, you know what I mean? That's, that's what we like about it. Um, t- tell us a little bit about your company, Fin Precision, because uh, be interested to know what you do, what you're making, uh, industries you're working for, and a little bit about the, the I mean, whereabouts in Ireland are you? Yeah, we're, we're in a small town called Carrie Cross in County Monaghan. It's about 20 kilometres from the border. Uh, so, Brexit being a major issue, but we're not, we'll not get into that today. Uh, <laughs> Is it so, going to be a, a hard one or a soft one? Jesus, at this, stage, at this stage I don't care anymore, you know, it's just do something. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we started off really as an off-farm enterprise. That was, the, that was the plan, just with some manual machines, manual lids, and just kind of your name spreads. And we done bought our first CNC in 2004, and uh, we just built from there really, you know. So we, we work, we don't specialise in any one particular area. We do some aerospace work, some uh, pharmaceutical work, some plastics work. We try and keep it spread out as, as much as we can in any industry, wherever we can make a pound, basically. I mean, joking aside, though, that the, the, the Brexit issue could be, you know, you could capitalise on that in Ireland, couldn't you, with you being, you know... No, well, we, we, we export a lot to the to Northern Ireland and to the UK, so uh, right, okay. it could be it could be detrimental to us in the, in the okay. long run if it doesn't go well. The problem is the minute nobody nobody knows, knows you know, yeah. so... Um, the, the market sectors in... We, we've, in fact, we spent a fair bit of time in Ireland this year very big in the medical um, yep, area yep. but aerospace is, is coming on quite strong as well isn't it yeah yeah it, se- it seems to be growing all the time you know so uh, it's, it's, it's definitely one for the future uh, again depending on Brexit but something's going to have to be worked out on that front you know so uh, the pharmaceutical one is growing too and then the one we find growing is the renewable technologies seems to be a big 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 grower now you know because everything coming out now government initiatives is all green technology and you know Nigel you're talking about these concerns but you know would these concerns be even greater now if you hadn't invested in this latest technology? Is it made you more competitive? Is no, it kind of took away a little bit of them concerns? Absolutely, yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. You're, you're, we'd be confident enough now to compete in any market now because of because of this. You know, before this, you always had the, the thing in the back of your head. You know, somebody could come in with sliding head technology in another company and blow you out of the water on price and delivery and that. So we'd be confident now. You're, you're, 
you're kind of taking the man hour out of the job, if you know what I mean, because you can run lights out and that kind of stuff, you know. So there's been a wee bit of a mindset change, as in you don't have anybody standing with a machine, they're kind of setting machines, moving on to the next one, more quality control than actual, you know, machinery. I, I think it's evident from uh, not just talking to yourself, but the, the uh, open house here this week that, you know, we, we don't want to talk too in detail about the politics of what's happening at the moment, but, but industry is, is moving, you know, industry is, is keeping going and, you know, your investment yeah, well, just shows that. Y- y- you have to, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's been three years now since we spoke about Brexit first and if we had to wait, seeing what was going to happen, we'd probably be left in the dark ages at this stage, you know, like, so you have to just motor on and, and, and get on with it, you know, that's the bottom line. Uh, let's finish this one, Nigel. If, if you had to look at the success of the installations of the machines from all levels, from the, the support, <coughs> the service, the technology that you thought you were getting and what you did get, um, where would you score it out of 10? What's there? I, 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 there's no 10 out of 10, uh, 100% out of absolutely no complaints whatsoever, but the quality of the service and the product we get, you know. And where your business is now to what you expected, same, same sort of same Oh, absolutely, sort of yeah, no, it's, it's completely revolutionised the way we work, you know. It's completely changed the face of our business, you know, and it's opened up new markets to us that we didn't think were possible before that. Certainly seeing here the automation and the new absolutely. SX and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, it's, that, that's the good thing about it. It's constantly moving, you know, like, and it's constantly keeping you up to date. Like, and before this, you're kind of maybe a wee bit under a wrap kind of a thing, you know, so yeah. it's good. Well, good. For, I'm really pleased that you could join us, Nigel. Yeah, well, um, thanks very much. Thanks, Nigel. When are you heading back? In about a half an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, got, got Thanks very much, Liz. No, thanks, Thank thanks, thanks for joining us on the show. So that was interesting, Gio, wasn't it? Here from uh, Nigel there and, and, and the overseas market, really. And, and, it, and yeah. the confidence he's got to invest in the tech without seeing it. Yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, we've spoken to him and effectively what he's saying is if it had stopped still, you're effectively moving backwards. You know, through his investment, it, he's, he's kind of become the master of his own destiny. No matter what happens in the world, no matter what happens, you know, he's got that new technology now and he can be competitive all around the world now. Andrew, thank Thank you very much for for joining us on, uh, on on the on this uh, podcast. Now, can you tell us where you work and that, uh, Andrew, and what and what you do? Um, I work at Armeg Limited. Uh, I've worked there for the past six years now, um, and I am a development engineer. I do a lot in sort of the programming side, so most most of the different uh, CNC machines. I do mostly Fanuc now, uh, just sort of all the new jobs that they want to make. Any ideas they've got. I sort of say yeah if it's possible no if it's not possible and if it's possible then then go ahead and program it so you I've, I've been speaking to you earlier now correct me if i'm wrong but you're responsible for all the programming on the new star 38. absolutely absolutely now you know tell me about the transition from uh, tell us firstly what were you programming before and and the transition between what you were programming and now the, the programming of the star and, and how it's changed your business so uh, originally before our new SR38. I didn't really do much programming in Fanuc. I am fairly new to that. I did mostly on uh, VMC, so that'd be Hyden Hine, and a little bit on our Mazak as well, so obviously Mazatrol. Um, but now, with us getting the SR38, they said they wanted me to sort of take over that side of it. So I came to Star and I did, did my training over four days uh, in Fanuc using their NCSS program. 
Um, and it, it's going really good. The transition's massive, going from his old 20-year-old SVs to a brand new SR38. Obviously, it's, it's a completely different ball game, and like I said, I was new to fan up system anyway. Uh, but it's it's going really well, and it's how, how skilled do you think you have to be, Andy, to 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 pick up and operate and program one of these machines? You know, are they are the improvements or the enhancements in the software really taking some of the the hard work and the headaches and the skill out of it? When you look at a sophisticated machine like the SR38, you know, you, 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 there are things to consider, collisions and worries and all the, that. You, oh, yeah. You know. When you've sort of got two heads making two completely different components, so well, you, you've obviously got to take that into consideration. It's a little bit of both worlds, really. I mean, like I say, the, the, the Star NC Assist software does make it easier. It's, it, it, it does what it says. It assists you. It tells you where you're going wrong, where you're going right. Um, so there's all that side to it. Does it optimise it as well? Does it? give you you know let's say you look at a part and it's 36 seconds to make it does it does it kind of you know change movements uh, miss out movements it in order to get that doesn't you are you are still in control of that it more assists you in terms of the GNM codes telling you what the GNM codes do and then once you get it on the machine it'll tell you if you've got a code missing you can go back to your star NC assist see what that code is and how, how, firstly how long have you been programming on the new star Two months. And, and are you actually producing components off it already? Absolutely, yeah. yeah so, definitely. so, I mean, you've picked it up very quickly then. I've done all right. Yeah, and, and <laughs> how many axes has the, the SR38 got? To be honest, I couldn't even tell you that. Uh, it's it's multiple axes that you, you, you're yeah, operating you, all up. you've obviously got your platinum tooling, um, you've got your two heads, and ours is the Type B, so you've got the B, uh, B axis, B axis yeah. as well that you can use. Fully programmable. Fully programmable on the Type B. So you've yeah. probably got about nine axes there I, I would imagine that, I would uh, imagine. Now, now like you know you've picked it up in two months you're producing parts is this how has this benefited your company not you as a person but the company has this changed the way in which you know has it made you more productive more efficient massively but definitely more efficient in, in, in several terms to be honest the, the main thing is the parts we make are quite complex parts what are they give us a it's sort of we do in it's like drive pins uh we're going into dust-free drilling a lot uh, recently, so so the, the complex parts that you need to slot, you need to mill, obviously you need to turn, deep hole drill, bore Are you saving out. operations then now? That way, it could take, you, you sort of like, you turn it on the SV, then you'd need to mill it on a separate machine, slot it on a separate machine, you'd then need to take it to be shanked, <laughs> it's got deep hole drilling, you'd, you'd have to do that manually. So the savings are massive then, so, aren't they? And, and like I say, it can do all that in one hit. So the cycle time might be a bit longer, but you're cutting everything else out. It's, you're no longer having to... Uh, it, it goes to a machine and that machine's tied up so you wait in a day and you get it on that machine it, it's just all in one hit comes off straight off the machine complete what about scrappage compared um, to how you were doing it before you must have encountered with all of those different operations you must have encountered all the setting oh, time yeah. though it must be saving issues absolutely I would say the machine itself it, it seems to be a really accurate machine it, it keeps intolerances the only scrap now we really have is if I program something wrong, <laughs> wrong. That, that's, that's 
smart, I'm like. I just wanted to go back to a point I was talking about, about the optimization. I believe we're going to have start someone from uh, representing Start on here shortly, but I believe there is a feature or a function somewhere in the control which will do what I said. So, you know, you will create the, the program using NC Assist, and then I think there is a something in the software that will, will streamline just to make sure you are optimizing it okay. to the maximum. Not sure what it's called. I'm sure someone will clear it up. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but uh, I just wanted to put that point across. Um, so your business, is it a subcontract company or is it your own products? It, uh, it's a mixture, I would say. It's a little bit of both. We have his own, we have his own range of products and, and we do stuff for, for other companies as well, of course. And how many people have you got there? How many employees, roughly? Good, good are you, question. Are you I would guess that... 50. Oh, wow. So, Something like place, that. Yeah. Four, between 40 and 50. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's quite a sizable yeah. company. Where are you based? Dromfield, it is. I'm in Dromfield. That's not far from Sheffield, is it? That's it's not. Uh, it's, it's right next to it. And is, is business good at the moment? At, at the minute, it's, it's, it's too busy. That's fantastic. Too busy at the minute, which you can't complain about. Obviously, yeah. it's very stressful, but much rather have it that way, wouldn't you? Um, just finally from yourself, Andy, highlights here today at the show? What, I mean, it's, it's brilliant, really. It's... Uh, it gets me out a, a day at uni, obviously. But no, t- t- joking apart, see all, all the new machines and, and, and the robots as well. It's, it's all new. You've got to keep with the times. It's so important to keep with the times. If you don't sort of make investments, you fall behind. And, and, and That's what it's just exactly what we've just said. And, and yeah. I just want to finalise, really, you know, has it been a game changer for your business? Massively, 100%. Like I say, doing so many jobs in one hit and, and we'll be able to sort of, in time... Uh, come out with new products and, and just, just keep them with the times like I say HFT have you used that we've you... got HFT installed and we use it a lot and it it, it doesn't eliminate the, the problem of Swolf but it re- really really does help it, it allows for jobs where you could never have dreamed of running through the night before because of the problem of Swolf and suddenly you can it slows down the cycle time obviously but if that means you can produce all night and all day it, it's well worth it isn't it it's a no brainer good stuff yeah. uh, we'll let you go and grab a sandwich mate I know you're on Thank you, Andrew. Thank you very much. Thank you. So we're now uh, we're now joined um, by Matt Lee uh, representing Star GB. Uh, Matt, you cover the South West region, don't you? Uh, yes. As, as as the business manager or, or sales yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, how's the week been for you? I mean, we've spoken to a few of your customers. They they seem very impressed. Um, been a good time. Yeah. Kim. Good week, really, because people made the effort to travel from the southwest because it's a long way to come to our, to Derby. That's for sure. Yeah, you must be. It must you must be a couple with your northern guy. It must be the most difficult to get people, you know, out of their factories at such a you know when businesses are busy yeah. and to come here to look at machines. Do you find it tough? Yeah, it is because you know it's a good couple hundred miles to get up here. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a, one of my customers from Devon come up yesterday, so yeah. it's a long old trek. Any deals done? Always, a, always a. a big you know, one of the, the topics or one of the points of these events is not just to do deals because you want the interest, but anything good happened? Yes, there's a lot of good things in development. <laughs> uh, I, from talking to the guys here as well, I think some of the, the highlights have been the, the bits that we pointed out before the event and we showcased, like the, the robotics and the automation and the SX. But specifically, let's touch on that SX. It's going to be some seller for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's an absolute monster of a machine. I mean, you look at the capability of it, the power. There's a lot of good things going for it, the layout of it. Good 
feedback from customers that are liking like layout for loading it. Well, uh, that's one of your favourites, isn't it? Yeah, I think that, yeah, when I seen that machine today, Matt, I was talking to you um, about that machine, the build quality, the weight, yep. the rigidity, the, the, the B-axis with eight spindles, and then you've also got your modular capability to add even more if you wish to do so. I think that it really, in the 11 watt kilowatt spindles on main and second, I think it really, is there anything that it can't really do apart from, it's, the only limitations I can see is the size of component. Yes, yeah, size of component, as long as you can pick it up on the sub-spindle and you've got enough tools to do the job, there's not much you can't throw yeah, exactly it. Exactly really. that, that's exactly <laughs> how, but you know, it's just a phenomenal bit of kit. When these machines are being developed, I mean, there's some kind of think tank that says, you know, what do they do? Do they take a part and go, right, we need to make we need to make this machine make this part as easily and as quickly as possible? I mean, you know, do you ever get involved in the development of machines and the research? Yeah. Yeah, our engineers do, because so a couple of times a year you'll find that the uh, some of the key staff from the different uh, countries for start, they'll go back to Japan and they'll have the technical meetings, so there's a lot of information transferred around, conversations on how to do things differently, and yeah, and they'll come back with solutions and say, how about this? And so yeah, it's, it's because the the power element has uh, come up on a couple of occasions as well today, talking to your customers. The fact that you know the as a result of the machines becoming more robust and powerful, they are lending themselves to applications where they would have previously done them on fixed head machines. So this must have been a target area for Star as well. Yeah, you were certainly seeing that kind of that area now where we're touching on the smaller end of like the fixed head work. But not only that, we're seeing customers like transferring smaller milled work onto the machines and basically using the machine as a bar fed milling machine. Yeah, I mean, if you were still selling your work holding geo, you, you might struggle on VMC. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd never struggle. Be buying sliding head lathes. I'd, I'd, I'd never struggle. However, however, I think it's a fantastic solution to make prismatic parts, you know, and exactly what you just said, feeding prismatic parts through and milling them, no matter what material. And not only in higher volume as well. I think, you know, I look at a sector, say, for the aerospace industry, for example, where you've got family of components that repeat every month, maybe a 10 off, 20 off, but you know that they repeat every month. They might be made out of the same material. You could effectively have 20, 30 programs stored in your, in your machine tool, and you could be, you know, selecting whatever parts, run 20 off complete, six-sided work that maybe in the past you would have made in six operations. And, it, and you're not restricted with a machine like that. With the with the power and the torque on what material you're going to cut, it's going to cut through it like butter. Yeah, yeah. And the geometrical tolerances as well from doing it in one operation rather than six and moving that part around. The, the savings, you must have done some ROIs on it. The savings must be astronomical. He's good at sales, isn't he? Yeah. He could have, he could have, he, that, that <laughs> when does he start? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a picture in itself. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me, Matt, about the, um, a question on the slant bed. The SX is a slant bed. Obviously, some of the other machines aren't. What's the, what's the benefit to that? I think really it's like the layout. As you see, it's a lot of machine on quite a compact footprint as well. Um, and you've also got a rigidity of the, those spindles and everything else that's in there. It's, you aim for doing 
big heavy work and not taking up a lot of space. Uh, not, not taking up a lot of space. Because they're, they're very heavy as well, aren't they? That SX, how, how heavy is that? Five tons. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is, a, that is a big, beefy machine. And you can use the B axis, and I know it's hard for people because they'll be listening to this as opposed to seeing it. But if they do know what a B axis is, and they obviously know, will know what a turret is, you can use these in conjunction with each other on both the front and the back spindle. Is that the. Yes, yeah, you've got spindles on. You know, for front and rear work. So yeah, you can do angled components, well, angled features on the sub spindle as well. And what about balance turning? Yes, because you've got the turret and you've got turning tools either side, you can do balance turning and do some pretty complex machining. Matt, have you found, like, you know, with all these technological advancements over the years that, you know, we keep coming to this open house year after year and every year there's new technological advancements with the, the machine tool, the hardware, you know, are you finding that it's opening up new markets for you as a company? You know, historically you would always associate sliding headwork with predominantly just turn parts but now you're looking at prismatic parts etc is it is, is that the case yeah absolutely because now we've got machines in the range that we can go to market so well, look you know we know what the machines can do we've got customers pushing the envelope as well as like what else can we put on these machines it's basically like save time and money on the jobs the the, the uh, machine shops in your area when you look at the, the geographics like geo said maybe 15, 20 years ago, you'd have a database of, I don't know, you know, two, three hundred companies that really were your your focus. That's all out the window now then, I yeah. suppose, isn't it? You know, yeah. that, that, that database is as many machine shops as there are. Pretty much. And it'll be down to, like, education to the customer as well. Because a lot of people don't really realise what the machines can do. And you don't need the massive volume to run these machines. You know, those days are gone now. There's not many people chasing after, like, a million off-flight runs of parts. I mean, that's, like, your dream ticket. But, you know, you've got doing small batches because that's what flexibility there's more value in smaller batches as well each individual part is worth more so if you can if you've got that flexibility like say if you've got the same material parts family of parts but slightly different features you could bar feed them through prismatic part each individual part is worth more if you were doing a 20 off than if you were doing 10,000 off so you, you, you can start to kind of if you could strategically plan or knew what kind of work you, that was coming through the door or even better if you were making your own components it's like a, mi- a money printing machine yeah pretty much <laughs> let's have a look at this part here and again for the camera we will if you are watching or listening to this on YouTube you will be able to see this part um, just tell us Matt what's gone into this and what parts are made on what machines because it's a hell of an assembly and it's a fantastic giveaway yeah I've been nice. wanting a screwdriver for Let's a long get time myself yeah. <laughs> um, so various components we've got this long component here so it's been done on uh, the SP machine. So long parts, sorry. <laughs> Get used to this. So you've got a long part here. So it's made in one hit. So to And how, how long would it take to turn that? And because you're using a support unit for the ejection of it as well, aren't you? Yeah, so we've got a long parts ejection on the machine. So this will go through the sub-spindle. Uh, cycle time is roughly five minutes. Now, you can't really see it here, but there's actually a lot of detail on the engraving here. And that actually takes quite a bit of time. And the material itself, it's quite tough to machine. Okay, important. What, we, what we're looking at here is a part. How long would you say that is? About... It's 150, 150 yeah, mil about long, 150 millimeters, like roughly. Yeah, diameter, 
10, 10 mil? 10, yeah. yeah, 10 mil diameter. Um, so quite a long component, which you wouldn't normally eject out of the out of the normal uh, parts ejection system, would you? Because it's too big. Yeah, it's too so, long. So you've got a like a you know what they class as a support unit on the end, which is now handling this component, isn't it? Which is one of the solutions on That's show. That's it. And there's customers doing some very long parts here. I know uh, we've got customers who are machining up to two meter long shafts. Really? In one hit. We, we mentioned Paleton earlier, didn't we? They're, they're doing very long shaft. Perfect example. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, so that's yeah, a possibility. Wow. To, how do you sort of keep? I know the sliding head format, but the cons- concentricity of the part and the, the precision between both ends when you're doing something that long. They to hold the torrents really well. I mean, obviously the stock material is going to have a factor in that as well. Yeah. And obviously what the machining, but I think for like the likes of Paleton, you. To re- keep on rechucking the, the material through the machine, and also the gear hopping as well that you saw, you know, it's, it's components coming off in one hit. And is gear hopping something that that people are embracing now too? Because we see that in on fixed head machines and multitasking machines. But are we are we talking about that on sliders too now? Well, it's been around on sliders for a while, to be fair. Um, so it's great for doing like the small gear work, but not everyone's doing it. You know, it's you know, some people have like their own bespoke uh, gear hopping machines. Depending on what kind of gear form they want to do. Yeah, it's down to one hit, I suppose. Um, Finally, from me, Matt, materials. Any material too hard for these machines? Not enough to. And what examples would you have of, of, of people doing things in. Yeah, the tricky materials. Yeah, so I think nowadays we're finding with the HFT software and with high pressure coolant, you're getting some materials that are a lot easier to manage nowadays than they ever used to be. So, for instance, you have something like the steels like 316, you know, I've got a customer who's been working with some grade of titanium where in the past you'd get for your birds nesting galore on the, like, the tools, which have to stop the machine, which is a downtime, it's not making money. Yeah. So now those problems. Problems are getting alleviated from all this technology. And what is Schmoozy? Schmoozy is our remote monitoring software. So it's not just for stars, it's for FANUC controlled machines. So it's not so if you've got a machine shop or you've got your stars, maybe you've got some fixed heads and some other machines are running off FANUC control, we can pick up on the signals on that and monitor those machines as well. When you say monitor, so you can see, you can measure uh, the obviously the output of the machine, what it's doing. It, um, yeah, just elaborate a little bit on. Yeah, what. so it's yeah, like you said, you can you can plan your work, you can see the cycle times, you can see how much has gone through the machine at the time. So great for planning point of view. You've also got uh, error reporting, so any alarms that come up are all recorded on there as well. And we've got customers in the field who are actually using like the in-cycle probing. Uh, obviously, that cell takes it to a different level where you're taking out the machine, so you're not interrupting the cycle. So you're still putting the parts out, but you're not having to interrupt the machine. Now, I've got a couple of customers running like the probing systems in there, and on one machine, the customers checking the subspindle because it's got like, tight tolerance on one part, but he's getting the subspindle to repeat to less than two microns. Really? Yeah, so for a process, especially for overnight running, you're not going to lose any sleep over it. I, I, I wonder whether the, I know the keys to your success lay in two uh, areas, or probably a few areas actually. One is your support. I've got to say, we, we've both said here, talking to your customers, they, they have nothing but good things to say about if there is a problem, 
you pick up the phone, you know, not just you, but the, the company, you get out, you fix the issues, um, but the machines don't often need that. They're very, very reliable. I think that's one of the keys. The second has to be the team that you've got here. But but thirdly, for me, I think it's the, this level of technology that's coming on now. You are eroding into new, you're getting into new markets, which is giving you um, better opportunities. So that's why, you, you know, um, more machines are selling. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad sales job as well, isn't it? That's me and you. Yeah. Anytime like, any you guys want to help me out, don't mind waiting. Well, we'll, we'll come down southwest. I know we're due to come down and visit some of your customers yeah. like we did um, uh, a year or two ago, and I look forward to it, Matt, because it is. Uh, we're going to stay in that. Was it a castle again we stayed in last time? Was it like a big old hotel? It was. It was like a big old manor house. Big old manor yeah. house, yeah. The, no, well, the, he paid, so that was the, uh, that was the main did thing. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, at least I think you did. But no, Matt, thank you very much for joining us today on uh, this podcast thank you and um, yeah good luck for the rest of the day thank you again that's it um, from uh, from Star GB from their open house it's been a a great week here I've got to say they have this uh, once a year this open house Um, in fact sometimes more than once a year but uh, always generally in October definitely worth um, putting that on your calendar for next year because I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, advancements in the technology over the course of the next 12 months as well especially with Matt coming up thank you very much Matt and that's it for this week's podcast thanks to you Cheers, Paul.